you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Down. Welcome to another episode of Last Week in Health IT for Friday, February 28th, 2020. So we have a few news items, so let's get right into it. So let's see. The first one is the ONC list new goals for aligning clinical and research technology infrastructure. So this is pretty cool. The ONC, the Office of National Coordinator for Health Information Technology, has announced that they have a, a list of new goals that they want the clinical and research technology infrastructure to follow so that they can kind of align with each other. And there's nine of them. So these are meant to like kind of set the agenda to enable like research to happen more quickly and effectively. So that's what they said. And uh, there's going to be nine priorities. So the first one is improved data quality at the point of capture. And then the second one is increased data harmonization to enable research uses. Uh, priority three is improve access to interoperable electronic health data. And then there's also priorities that's related to advancing the infrastructure. So that's going to include the fourth one, which is improve services for efficient data storage and discovery. The fifth one is integrating emerging health and health related data sources. The sixth one is improve methods and tools to support data aggregation. Uh, the seventh one is to develop tools and functions to support research. The eighth one is leverage health IT systems to increase education and participation. And the ninth one is to accelerate integration of knowledge at the point of care. So it's really good that they actually outline all these nine priorities out so that there's a structure to uh, being able to, you know, start to reach those goals of leveraging high quality electronic health data for research and to advance the infrastructure to support the research. All right. So the next news item is that Google actually acquired Fitbit and their acquisition of Fitbit can actually increase the risk of privacy and data protection. So the European Data Protection Board has ordered, you know, both of the firms to try to mitigate the possible risk as much as possible. So back on February 20th, there was concerns that were, uh, you know, brought up about the merger of the two companies. And they want to see or hear about like the clear guidelines and strategies that they're going to be using to mitigate the uh, potential risk of data uh, being breached or, you know, being hacked or something like that. So yeah, so Google announced back in November they were going to be acquiring Fitbit. So that's pretty crazy in and of itself. So now, uh, you know, Google has already faced some privacy concerns about all their different acquisitions. Fitbit is just the latest one that uh, is in the news right now. So hopefully we'll see something that comes out. They haven't actually responded from comment from Healthcare IT News trying to reach out for comment. So we'll see how it goes. So the next news item is HIMSS 2020. It's coming up. It's HIMSS 2020 Global Health Conference and Exhibition. It's going to be taking place on March 9th to 13th at the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando. And it's, you know, just around the corner. It's actually just two weeks from now. So, uh, so yeah. So if you will follow healthcareitnews.com, they're going to have full coverage of the entire conference. You're going to see uh, things posted as they kind of happen. There's also going to be some live streaming. So if that's something that of interest to you, check out the website, uh, healthcareitnews.com. I think it's associated with HIMSS. So it's uh, really great that they're going to be having reporters there on site and even videographers to try to edit videos together so that you can get all this stuff live. All right, so the next news item is the AMA, American Medical Association. They launched a new playbook to help providers with digital record sharing. So sharing digital records is still a big issue about like, you know, how to share it. Uh, what is there that is possible to share? What are the myths and misconceptions about how to share this and all the different laws that surround electronic access to the patient information? Uh, you know, who owns that information? It's all a big, a big issue and a big topic of discussion. So the American Medical Association, they released an online resource that's going to help with providers on how to understand some of those like complex legal requirements and some of the challenges that uh, are faced within uh, digital health information. So hopefully this four-part playbook will offer some guidance 
to the providers out there that may have confusion on this topic, this very topic. And there's a bunch of educational information on there. There's a bunch of resources and there's also different case scenarios. And uh, there's even like tips on how to ensure that patients' information and privacy are protected, uh, even if they need to access their information. So how do you how do you give them the right to access their information while also protecting their privacy? So so yeah, so the AMA officials say that the playbook aims to dispel some of the myths and misconceptions from an array of complex federal and state laws surrounding patient electronic access to the medical information. So hopefully this helps and we'll see how it goes. All right, so the next thing is Consumer Technology Association develops a healthcare AI standard. So this is the first of its kind. It's an ANSI accredited spec defining terms like assistive intelligence, synthetic data, and other different terms on how artificial intelligence is used in healthcare. So this is really cool. They actually reached out to 50 different tech firms large and small, and it's meant to define and characterize various aspects of AI in healthcare. And what they're saying is that this will set a foundation for implementing medical and healthcare solutions built on AI. So that's really cool to hear. And I'm looking forward to, you know, reviewing these as well, because I'm really interested in AI, but I don't really know all the proper terms for it. So hopefully this will kind of bring that information out there to anyone who's interested. So the next news item is e-learning course has been launched uh, for better engagement with clinical radiologists. So the ADHA is working with uh, Ransker, which is R-A-N-Z-C-R, to launch a My Health Record CPD module for clinical radiologists and imaging practices. And what they're doing is they're trying to get these radiologists to understand how these health records uh, work and how to navigate them so that they can help with other members of the healthcare team be able to understand and share with each other on how this works. So they're doing it based on five modules. The first one is introduction to the system, like how to navigate key features and stuff. The second one is clinical documents and patient entered information. The third one is uh, viewing and uploading to the system. The fourth one is, you know, privacy, security, and consent. That's important in every type of healthcare IT situation. And then the last one is supporting patient use of my healthcare record or my health record. And this is to kind of get them to be familiar enough to that uh, they can help the patient on how to manage their own record. So that's really cool. Really good to hear. And the last news item that I have is about uh, health information exchange. So HIE can be used to improve mental health care in prison. So sharing patient data between different prisons can help manage behavioral care better. It kind of makes sense, right? So uh, how an inmate in one state receives mental health can uh, be, you know, related to the quality and cost of the care once they're released. And this is true for, you know, any different states. But in specifically Colorado, there's actually a legislation that passed that spurred, you know, a pilot where they're connecting different county hospitals in Colorado and jails through HIE. And these networks enable, you know, more transition of care improvements between outside and correctional medical care. Uh, and it's really great that they're doing this because now there's a fuller picture on the patient, uh, regardless of whether they're in the prison or outside the prison. So then the full picture is there. So their behavioral care can be taken care of a lot better than before. All right. So before we go, if you'd like to hear more healthcare IT news, check out healthcareitnews.com. That's where I get my info for healthcare IT news. And that's how I stay updated in that field. Right. If you like our show, please share with your friends, or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy in me and remember technology is a tool patient care is the goal